Good morning, Angela Yee. Good morning, DJ Envy. Charlemagne the God. Peace to the planet. It's Friday. Yeah, since Friday, the weekend is here. It's definitely been a long week, baby. Happy to be here. Absolutely. Yes, I'm in Dallas. I love Dallas. Me too. Let me tell you something amazing that happened to me yesterday. It was a small gesture that was very nice. What's that? So I forgot my charger um, back at home. So I got here and I didn't have a charger for my phone. So I went to the Seven Eleven to get a new charger. Smart. And Affordable. I was at I was at the checkout and I couldn't find my card. I, I put in like the Juices for Life card by accident and whatever. It was some kind of drama. And this guy just came and paid for everything for me. And he was like, "I know who you are." And I was like, "No, it's okay." And he just paid for it. But was it was, nice. I thought it was very nice. That's dope. Yeah, so shout out to him, whoever he is. No, you I know appreciate his name? That. You didn't even ask him his name? No, I didn't. I was looking down, and he just, I guess he gave them the money while I wasn't paying attention. That's and so then he bad. walked out, and he said, I know who you are. Free and I was like, it's okay. And he just left. Free stuff is always good. Plus, that's your karma for giving uh, me and Envy those Jordans yesterday. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, today, Megan Good will be joining hey, us. Hey, Megan Good and... Uh, Deion Taylor. Deion Taylor. Now, Megan Good is starring in a movie that comes out today called The Intruder. Correct. Deion Taylor is the uh, director of said film. Yes, sir. And it mm-hmm. is a black-funded, black-empowered film. Mm-hmm. So they'll be here today to talk all about The Intruder. Yep. Yeah, it's Megan yes. Good, Michael Ealy, and yes. Dennis Quaid in that movie. Dennis Quaid, That's right. there you go. Yep, so let's get Dennis the show Quaid cracking. Dennis Quaid is the token white guy in the film. Oh, and, and I just want to give one quick shout-out. I'm out here in Dallas. I was hosting a listening session for S. Fresh. Shout-out to him. His album came out yesterday, last night, PM Vibes. Okay. Now, um, we got front-page news. What are we talking about, you? Well, imagine you paid $6.5 million to get into college, but said you got duped. What the hell college cost that type of money? You know what's been going on. All right, we'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Now, last night, NBA, the 76ers beat the Raptors 116.95. Okay. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? Well, let's talk about a Chinese student who was admitted to Stanford University. And it, took, it turns out her parents actually donated $6.5 million to the university. Well, actually, to uh, Rick Singer. He's the guy that's the ringleader of the whole college admission scam. Now, what their argument is, is that they were introduced to him through Morgan Stanley, and they thought they were actually donating for the greater good of the school. So they thought they were donating to a whole entire fund for scholarships and things like that. So they didn't look at it like we're giving him this money to get her into school. They just thought they were donating money for scholarships. You know how many people you can pay for to go to school with $6.5 million? That's, That's what she thought she was doing. Jesus Christ. Because her family's a billionaire. Wow. So, so is it really? Billionaires. So did they do anything wrong? That don't sound like they that's did what, anything I, wrong. I think that's what they're trying to figure out. 
Mm. You know, because they gave this guy, Ray Singer, he's the person that's in the middle of this whole college admission scandal, this $6.5 million. But their argument is they had no idea that this whole scandal was going on. They were just giving him that money to help out with his quote-unquote foundation. That right. sounds like the hustle, though. He sets up a foundation. They donate the money to the foundation. And the the money really goes in his pocket, and then the kids get accepted. Yeah, that's what it not saying like. that's what it is. I'm just saying, you know, that's what it could be. Right. Okay, now let's talk about uh, Baltimore Mayor Catherine Pugh. She resigned yesterday, and that's all because of a scandal over this book deal that she had. Now, she was having purchases of her book by uh, places like the University of Maryland Medical System. They actually spent uh, $500,000 to fund the purchase of some 100,000 books of hers, Healthy Holly books. Uh, there were other organizations that spent large sums of money as well, and so she ended up having to resign. She did submit a, a written statement. She said, today I'm submitting my written resignation to the Baltimore City Council. I am sorry for the harm that I have caused to the image of the city of Baltimore and the credibility of the office of the mayor. Baltimore deserves a mayor who can move our great city forward. So she apologizes for the great pain that she has caused for many of the residents of Baltimore. She also had to give up her book deal and everything and resign from the hospital's board. Mm. All right, now let's talk about Louis Farrakhan. He's been banned and labeled as a dangerous voice from Facebook and Instagram. Other people who have been banned include uh, right-wing conspiracy theorist, theorist Alex Jones. And uh, also other people like Paul Nealon, who was an anti-Semite, who unsuccessfully ran for Congress in 2016 and 2018. Uh, Facebook not wrong, but I think censorship is whack on any level, especially when you're a platform that uh, makes a lot of money, makes all its money off people's freedom of expression and people's freedom of speech. But Facebook's not wrong because it's a private entity, so they can make any rules that they want to. So they don't want those people on their platforms. They don't have to have those people on their platforms. And that should be a lesson to everybody out there. We don't own none of these platforms that y'all think y'all popping on. Okay, whether it's Facebook, whether it's Instagram, whether it's Twitter, we don't own none of them. We can get banned at any moment. At any moment. You know, and we we keep talking about freedom of speech and freedom of expression. Uh, The only only entity that gives us that right is the government. Facebook is a private entity. They don't have to give you that, that right. All right, and here's some good news. Congratulations to Chesley Christ. She's from Charlotte, from North Carolina, 27-year-old mm-hmm. lawyer. She actually won the Miss USA title last night. So <clears throat> congratulations to her. She's a black woman. Okay, drop on the clues bonds for the 704. What does she look yes. like? I mean, uh, she's, she's beautiful. Sure and she's she extremely is. smart. She actually represents prison inmates for free. Like I told you, she is a lawyer from she's North a, Carolina. Where she goes? So she's a public, mm-hmm. Oh, she's a lawyer? Why not she make her money then? Well, I'm sure she also gets paid to do things, but she does that as Sit well. Sit down, Charlemagne. Sit down, man. Oh, glare, what is he doing? It's, it's a glare on the TV. Why are you I couldn't standing up? Because it was, it was like a glare was... on the TV, so I was standing <laughs> up to look past the glare to see what she looked like. But, yes, yeah, so congratulations yeah. to Chesley Chris. Now, here's what she had to say uh, yesterday during the Miss USA pageant about the Me Too movement. For the past two years, the hashtag MeToo and hashtag Time's Up have dominated our national conversation. However, some believe it has only deepened the divide between men and women. Have these movements gone too far? I don't think these movements have gone too far. What Me Too and Time's Up are about are making sure that we foster safe and inclusive workplaces in our country. As an attorney, that's exactly what I want to hear and that's exactly what I want for this country. I think they're good movements. All right. Mm. 
Well, that is, uh, yeah, front page news. All right. Yeah. Thank you, Miss Yee. Now, I, I agree with her. I mean, I don't think the movements have, have gone too far. No. I think people have tried to, to, to weaponize them for for their own, you know, selfish reasons at times. But I don't I don't think it's gone too far. I think it's actually been a good thing for the culture. I agree. All right. Well, get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, you can hit us up right now. Maybe you had a bad night, bad morning, or maybe you feel blessed. Whatever it may be. 800-585-1051. Get it off your chest. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. I let one go. Wake up, wake up. Wake your ass. This is your time to get it off your chest. Whether you're mad or blessed, we want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? This is Mike Payne, General of the Original Black Panthers. How you doing? What's up, Mike? Get it off your chest, bro. Hey, man, I want to say y'all the voice of the people. We love, love, love listening to y'all every morning. But I'm a little bit perturbed with y'all, man. I've been a little bit upset since uh, since Black History Month. Well, what's up? Talk to me, brother. All right, we came, we drove 14 hours all together, there and back. We gave y'all some gifts, man. We ain't hear nothing from y'all. What gifts? Oh, yeah. By the way, I'm gonna wear I'm gonna wear my sweatshirt. I'll wear it when I get back to New York. What gifts, my brother? He gave yeah, us gifts. You remember that day when he came up here and, and gave us gifts in the front? We got a sweatshirt that's really nice. We got a T-shirt. Yeah, and I gave you also. We got a program for the kids, right? Where it teaches Black history through hip hop music. Mm-hmm. And what it does is it gives you the bio of Bessie Coleman, the first Black aviator, uh, Sojourner Truth. And it teaches that to them, and it comes with a booklet. So when you open up the booklet, you can actually have a question and answer form that the parent can ask the kids about uh, each individual or their super, uh, their hero or heroine that the uh, CD talks about. Okay. All right. Look, that's dope. I promise you, I'm gonna wear that hoodie. I was just looking at it um, when I was cleaning up my house. Well, thank you for checking in, bro. Stephanie. Hello. Hey, Stephanie, get it off your chest. Um. Hey, I was actually calling really just to ask Angelia a question, but I can never get on Ask You. What's, What's the, the question? question? Um, I was calling because I happened to snoop in my boyfriend's phone mm. and find out that he was watching porn. Transgender, Man. transsexual porn. Can I tell you yeah. something similar uh, happened to me? I had lent this guy my laptop. This guy I used to date, and then I got it back, and I saw where he was. I looked at the history. <clears throat> And he, too, was looking at uh, porn of trans women. What's the problem? They still women. But that's kind of weird. You don't think that's... You know what, though? I will say this. Just You can't judge a person by the porn that they look at. Oh, yes, you can. No, you can't. If I see somebody masturbating at... the puppies, I'm going to be like, what the hell are you doing, sir? Well, <laughs> I'm talking about things that are with people. Oh. Because a lot of people look at porn of things that they've never done or that they would never do as a fantasy. So that doesn't necessarily mean anything, but you know if the, it does, if it does raise some questions, you should certainly ask. But unfortunately, you were snooping in the phone, so you're gonna have to figure out how to ask him. And Queen, you know what you need to do, Queen. You What's know that? what time it is. What? She got to go buy a scrap on. Oh my goodness, Queen. <laughs> queen, <laughs> it's time to knight your king, Queen. Uh, I definitely don't want to do that. But, um, I guess, real quick, I guess my problem with it is that it's almost like an addiction. Mm, so he's looking at it a lot. He's looking at it a lot. What made you go through his phone in the first place? That's a bigger question. Um, I guess just insecurities, really. Like, I feel like dealing with, I've been with him for four years, and I feel like it just kind of like the spark, obviously, is just dwindling down. Yeah, because normally when we do things like that, there's a reason. We don't just do it for no reason. So it's, it's indicative of a bigger problem. 
Uh, so I think that's really what the issue is as well. So you guys need to have a real conversation, and you're going to have to come clean about what you did and ask him some questions, but you have to be willing to accept whatever it is that he might have to tell you. And good luck, mama. And make him feel like he's able to have that space to talk to you because it feels like you're not happy in the relationship anyway. And, and, and also today is uh, National <laughs> Two Different Shoes Day. What does that mean? I have no idea, but it sounds like her boyfriend <laughs> wants to wear two different shoes. <laughs> Get it off your chest. 800-585-1051. If you need to vent, hit us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. your time to get it off your chest, whether you're mad or blessed. So you better have the same energy. We want to hear from you on The Breakfast Club. Hello, who's this? Oh, this this 350 from the A. Hey, what's up, bro? Get it off your chest. What's up? What's up, Envy? What's up, Yee? What up? What's going on, Charlamagne? What up, King? Oh, How man, you? Get out my chest. I'm tired. Look, if another 40-something, yo, man, tell me that I need to get my butt. Hey, we Wait, oh, what happened? What'd you say? So, so grown men are just walking up to you telling you that you don't know what you're missing and you need to get your butt ate? No, Charlamagne, you are. Well, listen to your elders. <laughs> no, man. How old are you? Cool, How old are you? I'm 34. Oh, yeah, yeah. You still got time. Well, have you no. ever done it? Hell no. <laughs> listen, have, oh, I, have you ever ate some butt? I'm sorry for everybody that hasn't had breakfast yet. Have you ate some, have you ever ate some butt? No. Uh, well, are you going to? Uh... Yeah, okay. That hesitation lets me know yes. That's right, man. Stop stop hey, playing. Just try it, man. Just, just it's, dive in and try it, bro. Yeah, it's what, Freaky Friday. Yeah, what you don't do, another man will. And he might do it to you. <laughs> Hello, who's this? Yo, what's up, Envy? What's up, Trav? What's going on there, Yee? Hi, Trav. How you doing, boo? What's up, Charlie? Trav, I know you're going to come to the next lip service what live. What up, sis? Oh, when is it? Uh, we're going to have one June 19th in New York and one June 22nd in D.C. And you right in between New York and D.C., right in the middle. Boom, I'm there. Listen, I actually want to invite y'all to, you know, at my job, I actually organized the Pride Parade in Philly. And this is the 50th anniversary for the Stonewall Riots for the Pride Wait, Parade. At your, at your job where you got demoted? Yeah, but I actually organized the Pride Parade for it. <laughs> okay. But I would love if y'all was to come down and march in the parade with me, with me and my company. When is it? You know, just, it's June 9th, which is a Sunday. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to try to make that happen. That's dope. That's dope for you, Trav, man. It's going to be a bunch of bisexual bearded beasts out there. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> well, 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 you would definitely have fun, Charlamagne. Hey. Let's go represent for Trav, man. Right, I Trav, know I will. See if we free, Trav. <laughs> Trav's a star. I'm coming with you, Trav. Can, can, can we talk about this? I want to talk about the Zeta Five Betas and their transgender ban. That okay. they um that they reportedly saying that there's a transgender ban where they don't allow transgenders. Which yeah, I saw that the Zetas, right? Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's basically. I mean, that, that, that's what they want to do. Then I, I can't really speak on that because I'm not trans. But I didn't want to. I just want to ask, like, how in the world will they determine <laughs> if you were a, a natural born woman or not? Because nowadays. You can transition early, you can change your name, and you can change your sex on a birth certificate. So I just want to know mm-hmm. how they're going to determine if you were born a natural woman or not. Well, I mean, if the, if the woman if the woman is telling people that they were born a natural woman and uh, are a natural man and then they transition, you know? Yeah, that's if you were telling somebody. But if you just don't know, you just don't know. So if, they, if they're going based off if you just look like a man, then a lot of women in trouble. Because some of these natural born women are in trouble. shut your little spicy <laughs> ass up, Trav. Little messy, spicy ass. <laughs> Calling Mar- out the strong jawed women this morning. You knock it off. Maribel. <laughs> what? Hey, guys. 
And she's like, where did I just walk into? Know, right? What did I just walk into? Yeah. Hey, I say that every morning when hey, I walk in. Hey, this our Cali crew? Yeah. What y'all, what y'all up to? Hey, um, nothing much. <laughs> well, I just want to say um, happy Friday. Um, shout out to another member, um, Devante, our friend from Foot Locker. Okay. And Bernard. You work another. at Foot Locker now? No more to diner? No. Well, it looks like we've been just, what's it called? We've been buying shoes. So. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That's our latest craze, buying shoes, guys. Okay. Well, we appreciate you checking in. That's exciting. Well, what's it called? Well, uh, I appreciate you guys, what's it called, getting some shoes yesterday, too. But I'll get you guys an alarm clock to get there on time. <laughs> Thank you, Maribel. <laughs> We okay, appreciate you. Bye bye. Bye. All right, get it off your chest. Eight hundred five eight five one zero five one. If you need to vent, hit us up at any time. Naive, we got rumors on the way. Uh, yes, let's talk about these NBA stars. They're talking about some of their most exciting interactions with celebrities courtside. All right, we'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Keisha Cole. This is the Rumor Report with Angela Yee. Rumor has it. On the Breakfast Club. So listen up. Well, congratulations, Keisha Cole. She's having a baby. She posted a picture of herself pregnant, and mm-hmm. nobody. I think had any idea. She posted, went to Catalina Island last weekend, had such a good time, surrounded by love, just enjoying good times and great vibes. And then she posted a pregnant emoji. I have a few shows coming up next weekend. Detroit, Miami, Mother's Day is coming. I'm ready for all the love and great energy. So congratulations to her. She's been with her boyfriend, Nico Kale, for for quite some time now. So looks like they're very in love and she looks extremely happy. How many months to her? I, it doesn't say, but she's really showing. Yeah, because you make it sound like she's a week pregnant. I went to Catalina Island last week. Came <laughs> back. She definitely ain't a week pregnant. <laughs> All right, Remy Ma. Now, could be some issues for her. She turned herself into cops and was booked for misdemeanor assault. We told you about that. The bigger issue is, did she violate her parole? Now, the case has sparked a parole by New York State's Division of Parole, and uh, she's on parole. She's supposed to be on, I think, um... Actually, I'm not sure how long she's supposed to be on, but she was released from prison in 2014. So I don't know what's going to happen with that. But Fat Joe posted, family first. Please, please, please beware of the clout chase. Is this country truly ready for rehabilitation? Are we truly forgiving? Do we really believe in second chances? Here we have a woman who did her time, came home, and has been a model citizen. The only time she's at her house is to work or, in this case, donating her time with a free performance for cancer research. So he goes on to say, uh, not anyone saw any altercation in a world of everything is on camera. There's no footage of any incident. Hmm. Please, please beware of the clout chase. Now, Brittany Taylor, who's the one who was accusing Remy Ma, had uh, her lawyer had this to say. After a criminal investigation, which took over two weeks by detectives from the 13th Precinct of Manhattan, Remy Ma has been charged criminally with assault and harassment. This is serious. This is real life. This is not reality TV entertainment. The victim, Brittany Taylor, has confidence in the Manhattan District Attorney's Office to prove this case to a jury beyond a reasonable doubt based on the totality of the credible evidence, including witness testimony and physical evidence. I would love to see what the evidence is because I just feel like in an era where everything is caught on camera, I feel like even if you didn't see the actual punch, you would have saw the aftermath of the punch. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, I, something about this situation don't smell right to me. Yeah, yeah nobody just, has come forward and said they saw it that's either. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I think it's whack that, that, you know, I don't know what happened, but until she's in court, I don't think you should take her rights away. Now she's she can't... She can't leave the house after eight. She can't work. She has to get permission to get everything. Is just extra. How's she gonna make money now? And she's yeah. not found guilty. Yeah, and I hate stuff like that. I hate. I hate when you gotta prove uh, prove yourself Innocence. innocent. You know yeah. what I'm saying? They should prove well, that you actually did something before they bring you in. Brittany Taylor also was on her live, and I saw this on Gossip in the City. They posted what she was saying on live. I'm off this. One day, y'all gonna get it. And the sooner y'all get it, the sooner everybody's gonna be in it. If y'all don't get it, I can't do it. I gotta go. I can't f- with this no more because y'all f- with my head. Talking about, oh, Azalea Banks is bipolar. I'm bipolar too. And if it was up to the system, I would be on medicine right now. But I'm not because I got mind control and I know that at the end of the day, it's not that serious. It's all, it's, it's all in your mind. No, bipolar is that serious, and this is Mental Health Awareness Month. And soon, when you're in denial like that, then that's when you know you really got some type of issue. You know what I mean? So it seems like she's going through it because people are going hard at her too now. Well, I would I would tell Brittany Taylor that it's, this is Mental Health Awareness Month, so this is a great month to go seek some help. All right, stop taking your problems to social media. Stop listening to those people on social media because they will mess with your mind. Yep. Sit down with a therapist, Brittany Taylor. All right, now, let's talk about SZA. You know, she had some claims that she was followed around in Sephora, and she tweeted about it. Well, Sephora um, actually responded. Now, she had tweeted, LMAO, Sandy Sephora, location 614, Calabasas called security to make sure I wasn't stealing. We had a long talk. You have a blessed day, Sandy. Sephora said, you are a part of the Sephora family, and we are committed to ensuring every member of our community feels welcome and included at our stores. So that was their response. That's I all guess they said. Looking into that. They ain't sending nothing? I'll, I'll at least send us something free. Well, we don't know what happened behind the scenes. Okay. We just know what they wrote on Twitter. I thought they always follow you around so far. Just because they be wanting you to try different stuff. They be like, hey, try well, this. Don't call, but not security. Don't call, yeah, security. you don't call security oh. on someone. She said okay. they called security on her to make sure she wasn't stealing. Got you. All right, now, Regina King has done a first look deal with Netflix. Congratulations to her. She signed a multi-year first look deal. Okay. So she'll be producing films and series for the Internet TV Network via her Royal Ties production company. All right, Regina, you know what I want you to bring back first and foremost? Uh, Boondocks. Because remember, she did the voices for Riley yes. and Huey. Mm-hmm. Now she can come back as an executive producer with Aaron Magruder and bring it to Netflix. Let's do that. How, why, why not, Regina King? All right, and TMZ caught up with Lamar Odom. He was at LAX. He just had joined Ice Cube's big three league enemies team. And he talked a lot about just his state of mind right now and staying sober. When you're an addict, that's something that you live with forever, bro. I feel you. You know what I'm saying? You just don't put that behind you. It'll take years and like that just to put it completely behind you. Everybody get the urge, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But getting high is not in my agenda right now. One thing I read... You were talking about the uh, how your memory was. Uh, yeah, no, nah, it's not. It's not really fully back, man. I, I think that's the only thing that really, you know. All my doctors say like I'm a walking miracle. Wow, all I'm right, glad to see him playing, man. Yeah, good to have him back. And uh, Ice Cube, according to Ice Cube, he thinks that Lamar Odom is going to be like the biggest player in the big three. So we shall see. Okay. All right, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right, thank you, Miss Yee. Now we got front page news next. Yes, you know, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we'll tell you how Burger King is actually joining in. Okay, we'll get to that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. All right. Morning, everybody. It's DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Let's get in some front page news. Mm-hmm. Last night, NBA to 76ers beat the Raptors 116.95. Now, what else are we talking about, Yee? 
Uh, let's talk about Burger King. They have this new line of real meals, and that is going to reflect whatever mood that you're in and raise awareness about mental health. That's what the plan is. Now, the line has a blue meal, a salty meal, a yes meal, and a DGAF meal, okay, which is don't give a F meal. And there has a, a Whopper with French fries and a beverage. They said Burger King restaurants understands no one is happy all the time. That's why they're asking guests to order a Whopper meal based on however they might be feeling. What? They also released this ad. Not everybody wakes up happy. Sometimes you feel sad, scared, crappy. All I ask is that you let me feel my way. Just got ghosted. Should have known. Pretty sure I'll end up alone. They say I'm too young to raise my baby girl. Take your opinions and suck it, world. Wow. People are calling these unhappy meals. My my therapist tells me all the time, allow yourself to feel. So I'm all about feeling whatever it is that that I'm feeling. But I don't want to be, I don't want to be depressed. Especially when I'm eating. I want to be happy when I'm eating. I don't want to be depressed. I don't want to have these anxieties and insecurities. I'm not leaning into it in that way. Yeah, I'm going to stick with the happy meal. I want to be happy. (laughs) Jesus. That's why I turn on Mary J. Blige, be happy. You know what I'm saying? When you're in that space and in that headspace, you turn to things that actually make you feel better. You start thinking Hakuna Matata and you do your breathing exercises. I don't want to eat a mean Whopper. They're saying that they hope that these meals elevate the conversation in all communities in order to address mental illness before stage four when someone has severe symptoms. I don't I, I, I don't understand it. Me neither. Uh, and if food is supposed to be comfort food. It's supposed to be happy. Yeah, you turn to food, you turn to things that make you happy. It's like mm-hmm. a toy in a happy meal. Like, my, like, it's just like a diet, right? Your, your mental diet should be things that make you happy when you're down. So why would I let my physical diet be something that's going to depress me? I don't get it. All right, well, to elevate the mood today, let's do some good news. Congratulations to a woman from North Carolina. She's from Charlotte. She won the Miss USA title last night. She's a black woman. She's a 27-year-old lawyer. So shout out to Chesley Christ. Congrats to her. Yes, she actually represents prison inmates for free. She earned her law degree and an MBA at Wake Forest University, and that's when she became a civil litigation attorney. She does do pro bono work to reduce sentences for inmates. Now, she also had this to say about the Me Too movement. For the past two years, the hashtag MeToo and hashtag Time's Up have dominated our national conversation. However, some believe it has only deepened the divide between men and women. Have these movements gone too far? I don't think these movements have gone too far. What Me Too and Time's Up are about are making sure that we foster safe and inclusive workplaces in our country. As an attorney, that's exactly what I want to hear, and that's exactly what I want for this country. I think they're good movements. Yeah, I don't think the Me Too movement hasn't gone too far. I mean, you have a few bad apples who have tried to weaponize it for their own selfish reasons, but I think the Me Too Times Up movement has been great for the culture because it's made men think about the ways we historically talked to women, treated women, and uh, I think a lot of guys are doing better because of it. Yes, and women too. Opinion. A lot of women are doing better because of it yeah, too. Yeah, they're more comfortable 100%. in the workplace. 100%. All right. Well, and, that and, is and, your. What's her uh, name again? Chelsea, what? Chesley Chris. Chesley Chris. Chesley Chris. Yeah. She represents the Carolinas, North Carolina. What's happening? You know what I'm saying? You know, I'm South Carolina all day.
All right. Well, that was your front page news. Now, when we come back, Megan Good will be joining us. Megan yes. Good. And she has a new flick, uh, Intruder, and also the director, Dion Taylor. That's right. And uh, Intruder is in theaters right now. Uh, mm-hmm. it also yes, Emmy and I Lee. saw it. We enjoyed it a lot. Absolutely. So yeah, it was a really good movie. You should go support that movie. All right. It's, it's black, and by the way, Megan funded. Good looks, looks amazing. When has she never looked? She's always looked amazing. No, she just looks amazing. So shout out to Megan Good. All right. Well, we'll kick it with them when we come back. Don't move. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Howdy, it's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. We got a special guest in the building. Yes, sir. Megan Good. Welcome what back. Up? Good morning. Good morning. I love that hat. The G is for God. Yeah. God is you, dope. That's hard. Thank you. The intruder. <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about it. Yee and I seen it. What'd you guys think? Uh, listen, I really liked it. The Washington, oh, good, good. The Washington Post kind of ished on it a little bit, but I didn't. I I liked the movie. It's mm. meant to be interactive. It's meant for you to be like, girl, don't do that. Girl, watch out, you know. And it has that energy, so it's fun to see everybody like really re- react that way. So it's probably a white critic from the Washington Post who <laughs> does it. You know, they don't interact with the screen the way we do, right. so they didn't right. get the full feel of it. Exactly, probably. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, Are yeah, you really yeah. like that in real in real life? Like that nice? Because you were so nice in that movie. I'm like. Come on, Megan. I feel no, like I was that nice. Like at 22, yeah. I could definitely like see who Annie is. At 30, I'm like, no, nah, man. I Naive or nice? Um, nice. Like okay. I could see certain stuff, and I'd be like, oh man, that's that's messed up. But I'd be like, well, you know, that person's been through something, and they probably have damage. Da, 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 da. At 30, I'm like, nah, they still did it though. Mm-hmm. So, the thing about the character was like, Dion was like, Annie doesn't see what anybody else sees. Mm-hmm. She only gets one side of Charlie. Mm-hmm. So when he's having all these different personalities that he's, you know, having with Scott. She doesn't see any of that. So right. she's like, why are you pressing so hard? Like, you know, she feels bad for the dude. Have you ever previously had somebody that was, like, stalkerish that you started to date a little bit and then you were like, they're a little bit crazy? Yes, I have. Besides Charlotte. Wow, making good bad stalkers. <laughs> now, how do you handle that, though? Because sometimes you're a little, like, it's hard to just come right out and be like, look, dude, just leave me alone. Yeah, you know, the thing is, is that people are really crazy. And sometimes when you come right out and say, leave me alone, you have a bigger problem on your hands. Mm-hmm. So sometimes I feel like you have to use wisdom and you just finesse the situation and don't make them feel played because you don't know how they're going to actually really react. But, you know, keep your distance. So what and you men, do? Got, men got such fragile egos. That's why I tell women all the time, like, they hate rejection. So you're right. You don't know how they will react. Yeah. So what did you do? People crazy nowadays. Nothing. I just nicely ghosted them. <laughs> you know? And if I see them on the street, hey, how you doing? Oh, that's great. Good to you. know, good to you. Right, change your number. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you straddle yeah. the line when it comes to picking the roles you choose to play? Um, I do like whatever I feel in my heart that's not gonna disappoint God, and I'm excited about doing, or I feel like it's a different character. Mm-hmm. It's something I played before, then that's you know what I go for. I just try to do stuff that excites me. So when you say disappoint God, so there's certain roles you wouldn't play. Yeah, yeah. But God knows your heart. He knows your acting. That's true. But if I feel if I feel like convicted about it, then I won't mm-hmm. do it. Like what role? Like what type of role? Um, like certain type of nudity or like um. I mean, there's not really necessarily a particular role. It just depends on like the whole content of the script. Mm-hmm. So like one thing for sure is like a certain type of nudity you're just not gonna get from. Like J Lo's doing a stripper movie, you wouldn't do that. I don't know. You know, it, it depends it, on the role, probably. Yeah, okay. it depends on the role, cause I'm, cause I don't like, I don't judge strippers. Like we all have our journey and experiences mm-hmm. in life, and I feel like if the journey is real and it's a real experience, then you know that might be a fun character to play. Mm-hmm. Does the stigma <laughs> of being a, a preacher's wife define some of the roles you do? Um, no. Uh, there was a time when I first got married where I felt like I was like walking on eggshells, cause. What I experienced, like with the whole BET debacle and all that stuff, I was like traumatized. Oh, and it was like, on you for what you wore? Yeah, 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 yeah. I was not ready. I was like, wait, y'all, we supposed to be the most accepting and loving people in the world. And if you want to correct me, that's fine, but correct me in love. Don't mm-hmm. like 
come for me like that, you know? So those first two years, I was like, I'm not quite sure how to walk. Like, I know I have to be me because I don't know how to be anything else. But I always felt like I was like walking out to the firing squad every time I was being myself, mm -hmm. every time I was being authentic. At this point, you know, it's seven years in and it's like, you know what? God has allowed me to have the experiences in life that I've had and the, for me to look at the world the way that I look at it. So as long as I'm being authentic, I'm not for everybody, but I am for who I am for. And as long as I'm true to who I am, at the end of the day, the other ones who don't get it, God bless them. That's what. Yeah, I never understood why they came with you for your clothes because the church says come as you are. Right. For me, I'm like, it doesn't really come down to religion for me. It comes down to having a relationship with God and hearing from him myself. And if I feel that he's like, don't do that, then I won't do it. So when the intruder script comes across your desk and you yeah. read it, what does God say to you? Have fun. <laughs> have fun, my daughter. <laughs> yeah, and I did. I really did have a good time um, shooting this project. And I love, like, the space. Like, the thriller space, to me, it's like the, the, the heightened, like, thing that you feel in life. Like, when you're trying to live and survive, you don't get to experience that in every other script. And, like, some people look down on, like, thrills and horror movies. They're like, oh, well, you know, that's not that type of acting. And I'm like, I don't know what any crazier type of acting is than, like, trying to live, mm -hmm. you know? And I love that feeling. I just love that whole space. Yeah, I always wanted to know, was it ever too much being married to a preacher? Like, was it ever overbearing, you know? Not from him. That's you know? the amazing thing, because, like, he... Because you got to go to church every Sunday. You got to do something. Uh, no. Why are you telling her what she got to do? She can go to church online. But why are you telling her what I'm she got to do? Exactly. <laughs> you should ask her. <laughs> but you got to go to church. You can't just go to church on a Sunday. No, you know... You can't just stay home. You can't be sick. I, well, you know, sometimes I am, you know? Because yeah. honestly, like I said, those first two years, it, that experience for me made me not want to go to church at all. Really? I was like, I'm done. I love y'all from a distance. Um, and but then I end up. You say going, it like that. You said, "Man, f them hoes." <laughs> 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 ho. <laughs> no, 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 for real. Like I got, I like, I'm, yeah, I'm sensitive, Susie. I got a lot of love in my heart for people, especially the people who come against me, because I feel like that gives me an opportunity to build my character and be a better person. Because I, I used to get upset and I used to get my feelings hurt. Now I'm like, no, I'm just gonna pray for them because they right. don't know any better. Pray for their judgment. Yeah. Like, why are yeah. you so judgmental and miserable? Yeah. Stop it. So, um, no, but he's he's great. Like, the wonderful thing about him is he's, like, super supportive. Mm. He didn't marry me to change me. He married me for me to be who I am and for us to grow together. And that's, you know. We're bringing Dion Taylor. I thought that because I was missing Dion. Good morning, What up, Dion? What's going on? Hi, Dion. Dion is the director of The Intruder. Did this, happen, did this happen to you? Intruder, did it actually happen to you? Did you buy a home one day and the guy didn't want to leave? Not <laughs> no. Something happened, though, recently. It did just happen recently. I want to hear something wild. Yes, we do, Dion. I didn't tell you this. Mm -mm. So I've been on. We've been on the road for two weeks, mm -hmm. like promoting the film. It's been great. I'm like, man, this is fantastic. I live in Northern California, but I got a spot in L.A. Mm -hmm. So we get ready for last night's event. So I send my man to the house in L.A. to go get my suit, bring it out here to New York. He gets to the house, opens the door, goes in the house, in the bedroom, two guys living in the house in Whoa. the Airbnb house that I'm renting for three months. They were squatting? Squatting. With my clothes on. With your clothes on? <laughs> wow. 
Yeah. What it smell like? <laughs> what is it? I, I, I wasn't there, bro. <laughs> I wasn't there. And I'm glad I wasn't there. Were they yeah. a couple or they just was separately? A couple. Was a couple. Living in the they house, man. They was in man. the bed. All my stuff gone. No. So hard. You was role-playing with your clothes. <laughs> role-playing role oh my with my intruder, uh, intruder shirts on. Bro, that's See, a movie. That's the energy you let in? That's a movie. <laughs> that's a movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. So I, I'm like... <laughs> What's the irony of that? Like, you talking about the intruder and there's some intruders, True. you know, people's intruding in your Airbnb. <laughs> That's crazy. So it's real, man. So you threw the clothes out or you let them keep it? They stole all my stuff. Damn. He called, he had, I was not there. He had to call the police and everybody came and the dude jumped out the window. It's a bunch of crazy. Why is it so That's easy to break in people's houses in California? Every happening? time we always see know, somebody getting their house broken in California. I don't know. <laughs> but Dennis Quaid, that's who you don't want in your house. I know that. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right, we got more with Megan Good and director Deion Taylor. When we come back, don't move. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. We have Megan Good and director Deion Taylor in the building. Their movie Intruder is out today. John Singleton just passed away, and I just wanted to know, you know, what that meant for you guys, you being oh, a director, you being an actress. Yeah, it's tough because it's like you know, my heart like hurts for his family, mm-hmm. um, and I feel that loss like somebody for me who really changed the culture, being from LA, someone who, you know, showed us that we can be exactly who we are, and play in this field without having to conform to you know whatever else that is and really just be us and be authentic and still win and that authenticity is our superpower and that's what makes us different and that's what makes us powerful and so everything that he meant to me it just breaks my heart because i'm just i I feel like he's such a force you know you worked with him always deep Right? No, I that didn't. I didn't get a chance to work with him. I thought he directed with you. No, um, Vondi Curtis Hall did. Oh. But we did sit down and we um we had a meeting talking about The Coldest Winter Ever. Okay. About making that movie because mm. he wanted to make that for a long That's time. Good. Yeah, he should. That's good. Um, and so, yeah. For me, it was like a, a weird thing because the first thing I thought about was my health. Mm. That's the first thing for me. But then I was just like, I really, really upset and sad about it, man, because I don't think a lot of people understand how important some of these storytellers are. You know, John and Spike and the people that came before them. John, man, 51 years old as a filmmaker, he's in his prime. Right. You know what I mean? So you, you're talking about he had a good 10, 12 movies left, and we don't know what that would have been. You know what I mean? So it's just it's, it's hurtful, man, because we don't have very many black filmmakers in the space, number one. But then number two, him being the first African-American filmmaker ever nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Yeah. You know, anyways, it's just, it's terrible, man. It's terrible. Well, Listen, Megan, I know Megan got to go, go, but let's yeah. keep Dion for a little bit longer. I got a Absolutely. couple more questions for Dion. Well, thank you, Megan. Uh, thank, thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Thank you, Megan. Appreciate you. Thank All right. You, thank you. Thank you. Now, Dion, let me ask you a question. What's more important, black representation in front of the camera or, or behind it? Man, what's more important? Man, that's a tough question. I would have to say, I would have to say behind the camera right now. Mm-hmm because it would allow you to put more people in front of the camera. Mm-hmm. Does it bother you when white filmmakers tell black stories? Yeah, it does at times, uh, depending on what it is. Um, I think one thing you can't teach is authenticity. Mm-hmm. And one thing you can't you can't learn is the culture. Uh, it would be the same thing if you asked me to go do the Abraham Lincoln story, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, all right, I'll take a shot at it, you know what I mean? But Abe Lincoln was black, allegedly. But I can't, I can't access those thoughts you know what I mean so yeah man when you start getting into like the culture and all that you gotta have somebody that's actually lived it and been in there it's something that a lot of people don't want to see us do is have ownership I mean Mm -hmm. I don't have to say that to you guys that's that's a real real tough road man like 
you start owning and controlling and putting people in, that's why I think Tyler Perry is so beautiful as a person mm-hmm. you know what I mean yes. he figured it out man like he really figured he did, no yeah. matter if you like his films or not mm-hmm. you respect you, it you gotta respect what Absolutely. he's doing man for all people you know what I mean and, and I'm a Tyler Perry here's a crazy story my mom who's sick now um you know, she's the one who kind of got me in it. It's like, you got, boy, you could be, got me pumped up one day. I'm like, man, I'm doing it, mom, I'm doing it. She was trying to act, right? So she started Your mom like, was trying to act. My mom, this uh-huh. is a true story. And she was um, going to casting calls, you know, she's an older lady and started getting extra roles. So one day I come home and she's like, Tyler Perry wrote me an email. I said, Mom. <laughs> Tyler Perry didn't like, you know, email. He did. So I go to the thing and look, I said, Mom, it's a casting call from Tyler Perry. Right, so she said. Well, so I'm she going. was right. She, yeah, so she said. So she said, I'm going. I'm going. To, I need you to give me some money. I'm going to Atlanta because Tyler Perry want me to come to Atlanta. So I'm like, ma. Uh, so anyways, we. Hold on, Tyler Perry flew your mom out. Dion? No, was, <laughs> no. Come on, man. Relax. 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 No. So I paid my mom's trip to go to Atlanta because she really wanted to go, and I did mm-hmm. Tyler Perry, and I said, man, it'd be great. She goes out there, goes to the audition. Calls me in the evening like, dang, I guess what? I said, what? They called me back. <laughs> they want me to come back here in the morning, so I got to stay one more day. So now I'm going like, what's going on? The next morning she goes back, does whatever, calls me. They want me to stay till the evening. So I'm like, oh, damn. She's like. About to get the role. moving. <laughs> right? The next night, and we had practiced her lines. She had four lines. Four lines. She had four lines. Four lines. I know you remember. She had four lines. I'm, I'm not, I can't. What movie I'm, was it? This is uh, his uh, second movie. Um, di- um, the first Medea film. Medea's Family is. Reunion. Okay, that's, that's it. it. All right, all right. All right. Yeah. So look. So, so, <laughs> Medea's something. Medea, Medea goes something. to Mars. All right. <laughs> anyway, my mom gets the part. Right. Seriously. She got the part. In this movie, my mom went to, flew, I flew my mom <laughs> to Atlanta. Dope. She got the part of the Tyler Perry movie, and it, like, grosses $100 million. Wow. So now. She ain't getting no back in on that one. No, no, no. She ain't no back in. So we, like, I'm going crazy, because here I am making these little movies. I'm like, damn, my mom just went and worked with Tyler Perry. She's a celebrity now. Right. So one of the highlights of my life, and I don't even know Tyler Perry, but one of the biggest highlights of my life is that that man touched my mom and did something for her magical. And he don't even know that, but that's he inspired dope. me that's in another way to even empower more people. So anyways, that's have my... You, yeah, how did you use your mom in the film? Oh, man, every time I could. Okay. Yeah, every time I can. Now, now how did you, you, you... Robert Smith is your business partner. Robert Smith, man. Yeah. The richest black man in America. The richest black man in America. Wow. $4.2 billion dollars he's worth. Yeah. How did you connect <laughs> with him? So I was uh, working on my first film and uh, we were like running out of money. And I was at the time trying to figure out, is there any, who else could we go? Cause I didn't know what I was doing. Mm-hmm. I was just winging it, man. And um, a young lady, my, my brother had a publicist at the time. And she was like, you know who you should know? You should know this guy named Robert. He was not Robert Smith like this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he was worth a couple hundred million dollars. She was like, oh my God, you guys are so fun together. Y'all, you would love him and he would love you. So I was like, can he come here tomorrow? Because we need the money on Friday. You know what I mean? So she was like, no, that's not going to work that way. And anyways, long story short, she ends up setting up a uh, a meeting with me to meet him. And uh, he drives down from San Francisco at the time I was in Sacramento. And uh, we met each other, man, and hit it off. And he asked me the five-year goal. Like, what do you want to do in five years? And I just told him I would love to, like, own my own kind of, like, boutique production company. Mm-hmm. And... Um, 
This man changed my life. Wow. And you you talk about the losses you had, but you you got some wins. You started getting your wins. Got some wins, a couple <laughs> wins. Man, well, hopefully we win on this one, man. This is an important movie for me, The Intruder. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I was telling Michael Ealy when he was here, like movies like this get me excited because they are funded <laughs> yeah. by black people. Like yeah, these are the movies deal. that we should really be empowering. Yeah, and and yeah, you you said it, man. You know, but. You guys have a direct line to the culture. You know what I mean? A lot of people don't know that. Now what's been great is this the first time I see people really hear the message. Right. Megan and Michael came to work. I wrote a letter to Dennis Quaid to come do the movie. He responded to a letter. Wow. You know what I mean? And it's that type of thing. We're all like pulling each other up and, you know, now we have a film and it's testing through the roof. Everyone loves it. And if this is successful, then guess what? We get to do another one and mm -hmm. another one and another one. And we keep on building that way. Right. Well, we appreciate you for joining us, yeah, man. Yeah, give all and your Instagrams and Twitters yeah, and all that good definitely stuff. Definitely check Deion. it out this Friday. I don't, I don't have nothing. I just got. <laughs> I just got. <laughs> you Deion. on Instagram? I'm on Deion Taylor. That's yeah. it. At Deion Taylor. Yeah, I don't have nothing. At Deion Taylor. <laughs> and, and the intruder. be out this Friday. Man, yep. go see the intruder, man. Well, whoever you are listening on the radio right now, one time for Independence, man. Please go support this film. But this is this is the one right here, man. It's classic. It's director Deion Taylor. It's the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ. MV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Shout out again to Megan Good and Deion Taylor for joining us. That's right. Make sure you go see The Intruder. It's out yes. right now. Go support. You guys will love the movie. Yes. I mean, Yee and I have seen it. Uh, I think it's dope. I really think it's dope. Well, we got rumors on the way, Yee. What are we talking about? Yes, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, and we'll tell you about a supermodel who had a breakdown on Instagram, and we'll give you the update on her. All right. We'll get into all that when we come back. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. DJ MV Angela Yee, Charlamagne the guy. We are the Breakfast Club. Let's get to the rumors. Let's talk Aisha Curry. It's about time. What's going on? Yo, yo. Rumor report. Rumor report. This is the rumor report. Talk to him. With Angela Yee on the Breakfast Club. Well, Aisha Curry and Steph Curry have the cutest relationship, but we never think about how difficult it is for Aisha Curry with all these women waiting to shoot their shot with Steph Curry. Here's what she had to say on Red Table Talk. Stefan is like very nice by nature and sometimes to the point where I'm like, okay, I'm a grown woman, so I'll just insert myself and be like, hello, how are you doing? Right. Like, I'm, I'm okay with it now and I've, I've, obviously you know like the devil is a liar and there's, the ladies will always be lurking. Right. Hoping, yeah. hoping for their moment and waiting. You need to be aware of that. Right. But for me, I, on, I honestly hate it. Okay. I can imagine, mm -hmm. that has to be annoying. Imagine you out with your man and girls are just coming up to him like you're not even there. That's crazy. Yeah, and and, and the, fu the funny thing is they probably really don't see her because they're so focused on Steph. They mm -hmm. even want that picture, that hug, that moment. They're not even looking what at who's shot. around, around uh, But there's him. no way anybody can pretend they don't know he's married with a family. Like you huh. cannot even pretend you don't know that. I ain't pretending I don't know. But I'm going <laughs> like to act like I don't know. Okay, Bert. I'm so glad you're not a woman, Charlamagne. talking about me. I'm just speaking in general here. It sounded like you were talking about you. <laughs> All right, Steph Curry has a new series called Stephen vs. the Game. It's his Facebook web series. It debuted in Oakland on April 1st. He had a screening for his family, friends, and for the media. And it will take people behind the scenes into his personal life and uh, check out what some of that looks like. Because I was so small, because I was so scrawny and frail out there. I knew people were going to try to bully me. That kind of gave me a little, little edge. He was nine years old playing on a 10 and under AAU team. And they were down by one and threw him the ball. And he could have won it, and he missed the shot. Devil said, 
Uh, you didn't like that feeling, did you? He was like, no. He said, so now you know what to do next. <laughs> I'm like, he's nine years old. Good gracious. Yeah, that's cute. Mm-hmm. They look like a cute family. I don't know. Absolutely. All right. A little, now, ba- little cute beige bunch. Ain't nothing wrong with a beige shut bunch. Up. Now, Spinderella has been fired from DJing for Salt and Pepper. She don't posted. Even it. She can't I'm be fired. I'm deeply saddened to share with all the Salt and Pepper and Spinderella fans I will not be performing on the New Kids on the Block mixtape tour. Despite my participation in promoting the tour and being highly publicized as one of the acts, in January 2019, I received a termination email from Salt and Pepper excluding me from performances with the group. They can't fire Spinderella. She is well, part of the group. Yeah, I don't understand that. Like, like I wonder if Salt and Pepper know that everybody looks at them as a trio. Right. I wonder if Spinderella was ever like, you know, can we call it like Salt and Pepper featuring Spinderella at least? Like, can I get my name on there somewhere? Because she always... What's Salt and Pepper and Spinderella for a couple of albums, I the thought? The reason people don't respect Cinderella in that Spinderella. trio... Spinderella, Spinderella, damn it. Show her some respect to damn Cinderella. self. I love Spinderella. The reason people don't respect Spinderella in that scenario is because she's not named after a seasoning. If she was named after a seasoning like Salt... Pepper, oregano, oh, shut up. salt, pepper, paprika. Shut up. She'd get more respect. Well, she's part of the group, just like Jam Master J. He's part of the group. <laughs> Absolutely. He, she, you can't take her away from salt that. Salt and pepper is a trio. I always think of Spinderella. I wonder what could have possibly happened. And they can't definitely can't bring in another DJ. Oh, my goodness. <coughs> that DJ's going to get booed. That'd be disrespectful. Yeah, you can't do that. All Stop right, on, now. Stop on the clues bombs for Spinderella, damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, let's talk about IMG model Ajak Dang. She had a breakdown on Instagram, and apparently she's talking about it is difficult. I know we can look at people who are beautiful, who are making money, who are modeling and successful at it and think they have everything, but here's what she had to say. The life that everybody always wants, right? You want to be a model. You want to be this. You want to be a successful one. But the thing is, you don't know how lonely it is at the top. And not only that, the people that work with you are constantly telling you that you need to be better person and that you're the horrible person constantly on a daily basis i'm sick and tired i'm done if i do commit suicide know that i commit suicide because of you mother that i am i'm done with this i can't do it who is that ye Ajak Dang, she's a model, God, a fashion model god bless that young lady uh i'm telling you i, I guarantee you a lot of that is coming from social media she now, she posted after the, hi, everyone, I appreciate all of your lovely messages and outpour of love. I'm getting better. And just to let everyone know that I'm okay, thank you all so much. Put your phone so. down. Put your phone down mm. and go be around your tribe. You know what I'm saying? Go get loved on by your people. You know what I'm saying? That's why you got to hug people okay. and tell them you love them and value them and appreciate them because there's always a bunch of people on social media telling them the opposite. All right, now let's talk about some of these NBA stars. You know how exciting it is to sit courtside at the game, but it's also exciting for the players when they actually get to high-five some of their favorite people. Uh, so they talk about certain times that that happens. J.J. Reddick, talk, uh, Reddick talked about high-fiving Jack Nicholson when he was a rookie, and that was exciting for him. And so people do pay attention to the famous faces that are in the audience. Now, uh, some people are... T- Kobe Bryant, for instance, had the one that sticks out is the lack of interaction that I had during a playoff series with Chris Rock. I got home. We had the TV on. They're showing highlights of the game, and they show Chris Rock sitting next to the bench at Staples Center, like, talking in my ear about just random stuff, I guess. I don't know. It's just me and Chris Rock, but I'm looking dead ahead. I don't even hear him. It's not even an acknowledgement, and he's right in my ear. That's the one that sticks with me the most. I didn't even know what happened. It was pretty funny to look at. And James Harden talks about uh, Kevin Hart. He said it wasn't at Houston. It was at Philly. Kevin Hart talking smack and telling me that I wasn't going to score, and I wasn't going to do this, and I wasn't going to win. And I think I ran off, like, 10 straight points, and we won the game. So... Uh, there you have it. There's some pretty cool stories. Okay. If you can imagine playing a game, like, they're excited, too, sometimes to see y'all. I see. 
Well, if I was a basketball player, I'd be focused on the game too. I wouldn't be paying attention to what people say. What are you eating? Yeah, uh, a ginger, a ginger candy. Because I'm in Dallas and I can't see what's going on in there. All I hear is you sucking on something. <laughs> <laughs> All right, E. Okay. Okay. You got them little peanuts over there, E, sucking on. But thank it's you, E, for peanuts. that okay. report. This is ginger. Okay, well, whatever. Nuts are good for you in the morning. Mm, okay. Keep your energy up. All right. All right. Charlamagne, who are you giving that donkey to? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is a good discussion. A good conversation Come on, swallow. starter. Come swallow, bro. They can't hear you. Hush, I'm sucking. This is a good conversation starter. You should spit it out for a second. Nope, I don't spit. I swallow. Now listen, this is a good conversation starter. My goodness. Snarter. I'm giving Donkey of the Day to Facebook, right? Right. But I don't necessarily disagree with Facebook. But we'll discuss for after the hour. All right, we'll get into oh, that next. I just next. got this. It says Coco Chanel is a new DJ for Salt and Pepper. No. No, it can't be. I would follow Coco Chanel. I wouldn't even do that. Nope. Can't FYI. do that. Can't do that. Spinderella is a part of that group. They are a trio, whether they know it or not. All right. Well, Donkey of the Day's up next is the Breakfast Club. Good morning. Charlemagne, say the gang. Donkey of the Day. You are a donkey. <laughs> it's time for Donkey of the Day. Donkey of the Day does not discriminate. I might not have the song of the day, but I got the donkey of the day. So if you ever feel I need to be a donkey, man, <laughs> hit me with the heat. Yes, the Breakfast Club, bitches. Who's Donkey of the Day today? Well, Ed Sheeran, uh, my guy, uh, Donkey of the Day for Friday, May 3rd, goes to Facebook. Now, if you haven't heard, Facebook is getting serious on hate speech. They have banned some individuals that they feel are dangerous. Let's go to CNN for the report, please. Facebook is purging several high-profile names from its platforms. Among them, Nation of Islam leader Louis Farrakhan, right-wing conspiracy theorist Alex Jones, as well as his media outlet Infowars. They're being banned for spreading, quote, dangerous ideology. Facebook mm. has given us a statement, and they do say in their statement, they say that we've always banned individuals or organizations that promote or engage in violence and hate, regardless of ideology. The process for evaluating potential violators is extensive, and it is what led us to our decision to remove these accounts today. Um, Facebook told me that the uh, process they use is to uh, engage a number of factors. Uh, have they promoted uh, hate speech on Facebook? Have they been banned for violating the rules in the past? Have they self-described themselves as part of a hate movement or hate ideology? Those are the factors that Facebook was weighing. Interesting. Very interesting. I have thoughts. Uh, now, let's be clear about some things. This isn't about whether I think any of these people who were just named are right or wrong, because there's a radio personality, a TV personality, a podcast host, an author. I get paid for my words. I get paid to express myself, okay? I have freedom of thought and freedom of speech. Therefore, when it comes to other people who make a living the same way I do or create change the same way I do with words, and even if I disapprove of what they say, I will defend their right to say it. Listen to what I just said. I can disprove of what somebody says, but I will defend their right to say it. Now, with that said, even though I disapprove of what Facebook has done, they aren't wrong. See, we are talking about freedom of speech and freedom of expression. What is freedom of speech by definition? It is the right to express any opinion without censorship or restraint. I see people saying things like, Facebook is violating people's rights to free speech. They're violating people's rights to freedom of expression. This is un unconstitutional. The First Amendment protects people from this type of censorship. Well, let's read the First Amendment. Uh, the First Amendment to the United States Constitution prevents the government from making laws which respect an establishment of religion, prohibit the free exercise of religion, or abridge 
the freedom of speech, the freedom of the press, or the right to peaceably assemble, or the right to petition the government for redress of grievances. That is the First Amendment. Go read it for yourself. It clearly says the First Amendment to the United States Constitution prevents the government from abridging your freedom of speech. Read it again prevents the government from abridging your freedom of speech. Once again, prevents the government from abridging your freedom of speech. The First Amendment presents the government from abridging your freedom of speech. Not Facebook, not Instagram, not Twitter, okay? Not any of these private companies y'all call platforms. Just the government. Facebook is a private company, and it can censor anybody they want to, okay? Facebook can do whatever they want, like any private company, okay? It can set the rules on its own property. So even though I don't agree with what Facebook did, okay, I respect their right to do it. They aren't wrong, all right? Now, let me tell you why I don't like what Facebook did, because Facebook is a platform just like all social media sites that thrive off the energy that the First Amendment has created. Freedom of speech, freedom of expression, freedom of thought, all right, freedom of the press. People treat social media like a public square where we all are symbol and express ourselves, okay? And all these social media sites have made billions of dollars off of that. Mark Zuckerberg just last year defended the rights of the same people that he decided to ban. He called it giving people a voice, okay? To allow them to maintain pages on Facebook no matter how offensive they are. Mark, I agree with you. Why do I agree with you? Because if liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. That's George Orwell, by the way. And yes, he's right. Let people talk. If you don't agree, that's fine, because when people say things that are stupid, guess who has to deal with that? Them, not you. All right, the reason none of these sites should ban people is because these sites make people believe they have the right to express themselves, but clearly we don't. But guess what? If people can share their opinions, we have the right to ignore them. We also have the right to make fun of them. We also have the right to tell them to shut the F up forever. We have the right to disagree. We have the right to debate. I personally think all these social media sites should ban ideas, not people. If someone is spreading fake news, snatch that fake news story down. If someone is presenting false information as facts and it's misleading and Facebook fact checks and finds out it's fake, take it down. Mark Zuckerberg actually presented that as the reason they first banned Alex Jones in Wars. Let's listen. So there are really two core principles at play here, right? There's giving people a voice so that people can express their opinions. Uh, and then there's keeping the community safe. We're not going to let people plan violence or attack each other or do bad things. Right. In this case, we feel like our responsibility is to prevent hoaxes from going viral and being widely distributed. Not to say you can't say something wrong on the internet, right? Mm -hmm. I think that that would be too extreme. But at the same time, I think that we have a responsibility to, when you look at, if you look at the top you know, 100 things that are going viral or getting distribution on Facebook within any given day, I do think we have a responsibility to make sure that those aren't hoaxes and blatant mm -hmm. misinformation. So that's the approach that we've taken. And if those fact checkers say that that it is provably false, um, then we will significantly reduce the distribution right. um, of that content. Why don't yeah. you want to just say, get off our platform? Well, look, as abhorrent as some of this content can be, I do think that it gets down to this principle of giving people a voice. I'm with that, okay? I'm not mad at that. Ban bad ideas, ban fake ideas, ban fake news. But banning people just because you disagree with them, I'm not with that, okay? What are we, 10? All right, it's easy to believe in freedom of speech for people that we agree with, okay? What Facebook did is childish, all right? You have a platform like social media where it's fueled by thoughts and opinions. Everyone is not going to agree, and freedom of speech includes the freedom to offend people, okay? Once again, Facebook is a private platform 
a private company. Oh, it's a private company. Okay, not a private platform, a private company. So they can ban whoever they want. All right, they can censor whoever they want. But Facebook, let's make sure you are uh, banning people because you want to and not because a large amount of people disagree with an individual. Okay, Facebook, make sure you are banning people because you truly disagree with what they are saying, are spreading, and not because you are buckling to the pressure of the keyboard clan who is constantly complaining about certain pages, reporting certain pages, simply because they disagree. Now, two different conversations here. Two different conversations to be had, all right? One is Facebook manning people from their site. They can do that. They are a private company. They have the right, but I still think it's whack because if you truly believe in freedom of speech, then you have to believe in freedom of speech for views you don't like. All right, if you're in favor of freedom of speech, that means you're in favor of freedom of speech precisely for views you despise. That is Noam Komsky. I think I pronounced that right. I'm not sure, all right? Saw Killer Mike quote him yesterday, and I love that quote. But that is why Remy Ma is giving Facebook the biggest hee-haw. Hee-haw, hee-haw, you stupid motherfucker. You dumb. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's open up the phone lines. Thank let's you for that donkey today. I like, I like these kind of conversations. 800-585-1051. Should Facebook be banning people from their platform? Let's discuss. I think they should ban ideas and false news and narratives, not people. 800-585-1051. Hit us up now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. Morning, everybody. It's DJ NV Angela Yee, Charlemagne the God. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, Charlemagne gave Donkey of the Day to Facebook. Yes, I gave Donkey of the Day to Facebook, but let's be very, very, very clear. Facebook is a private company, so they can ban whoever they want. They have that right. Mm-hmm. I just think censorship is whack on all levels. And the reason I think censorship is whack is because you can't just believe in freedom of speech for people that you agree with. That's not the way this world works. Uh, Facebook and all these social media sites are a public square that we all come to and we all express our opinions and we all express our thoughts. We're not going to agree with everybody. Now, do I believe Facebook should ban ideas and fake news and false narratives? Yes, but not people. See, this is the problem is, is Facebook is not ours. You know, exactly. Facebook is privately mm-hmm. owned, and he can decide what he wants on there and what he doesn't. Now, do I think it's whack? Yes. But if you think about it, that's his. That's, oh, it's his. his. He can do whatever he wants. Yeah, this is his. We all need to realize that we don't own none of these platforms, so they're not whack for banning people because they don't agree with them. No, they all whack for that. But they have the well, right to do that. Let's be clear, okay? I will ban you and block you from my page if you say something whack. So if I own Facebook and you say something crazy, I'm blocking you. Yeah, I, I mean, and, I, and I think it's whack, but if I had a... Uh, but it is their company. It is his company. And Tommy yes. Lawrence says something disrespectful or, or the lady that says something about Nipsey, I ban her ass too. But uh, Louis Farrakhan didn't say any of that. <clears throat> but... You to know, you. It's to me. Yeah. To you me. Know, it doesn't offend you. I rock offend with me. the minister, you know what I'm saying? Right, but but, but, but it, he, he does offend some people. He does, and it, but it's not ours. We don't own it. So they can block whatever they want to block. You know, I think it's whack, but they can. Let's go to the phone lines. Hello, who's this? Yo, good morning, Envy. This is Trini. Hey, Trini, what man. What up, Angela? What up, Charlemagne? Peace, Trini. We're asking, should Facebook uh, ban people from their platform? No, man, I don't agree with that. I mean, that's like, they might as well start banning politicians and all these other, um, you know, um, people that get on there and the news, CNN, because that's what it is. Everybody's using that platform, like Twitter. The president used Twitter to spread their rhetoric or their or whatever it is that they want to spread on that on in that information. So why would they ban someone like Minister Farrakhan? That really uh grind my gears yesterday all day pretty much when I saw that. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, bro. Jay, good morning. Yo, yo. We're talking Facebook. Should Facebook be uh banning people from their platform? Most definitely. Most why? Definitely. 
got a lot of weirdo people, man. Got a lot of, you know, before Facebook, there was no platform for weirdos and lanes and quiet people. Now they got something to say or they want to promote their little brand and, you know. Well, you should. You should. You yeah, shouldn't, I'm not going to ban you for promoting your brand. Yeah, you can't be. You can't ban somebody <laughs> just because you think they're a widow or you I think they're if, lame. What if it's a perv and he got a brand? If he got a band, you know, he got a brand and he's a perv and he's like a child, kitty guy with a, with a sick mind. I, I have. I have no problem with banning bad ideas, and I have no problem right. with banning. You know people that are spreading those kind of narratives and putting that kind of energy out there. But just banning somebody because you disagree with something they say because of their politics, I don't agree with that. What if their politics is pervy and perverted? You know? That's not politics. That's pervy and perversion, sir. <laughs> and, and, and we supposed to... It's just how do you pick and choose who you ban, really, is what the question is. How do you pick and choose? But the thing is, they can pick and choose who they want because it's Yeah, that's what I'm saying, but because it, you know it's not anything that's going to be across the board, you know, that you agree with because you'd be like, okay, you didn't have a problem with this, but you have a problem with this. And that goes, but you're right. You can ban whoever you want. And that goes back to us not <coughs> owning anything. We should be able to own our own platforms and, yes. and be able to, you know, control our own destiny, but and, we and, honestly don't. And that's why I said there's two different conversations here, you know, one is Facebook banning people from their site. They can do that because they are a private company. They have the right to do that. But I just think it's whack because I truly believe in freedom of speech. And if you believe in freedom of speech, you have to believe in freedom of speech for views you don't like. 800-585-1051. Should Facebook ban people from their platform? Call us now. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Everybody, is DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. Now, if you just join us, we're talking about Facebook and then uh, banning some people off their platform. Yes, Charlamagne indeed. Charlamagne gave Donkey today. Yeah, I gave Facebook Donkey today. Not because, <clears throat> well, it is because they ban people, but I do believe Facebook has the right to ban people because they are a private company. And when they're a private company, they set the rules. And I think that we think that the First Amendment protects us uh, when we're on these platforms like Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. That's not true. Facebook protects us from the government. Correct. I mean, they, free, uh, First Amendment protects us from, from the, the government. government. Right. Not what Facebook. If they ban, what if they ban you now? They might. They could. They could. It's over for you. They could. They got no more right. red table talk for you. Kenny. Hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, Kenny. We're talking about Facebook banning people from their platform. What do you think? Well, I, I kind of, I actually agree with them. Mm-hmm. Um, because just like Charlemagne said, I mean, they're a private company, right? So they have the right to manage whatever content people post on their on their platform. So there has to be some rules, but, but I guess the thing I don't agree with is who's going to police them, or at least who's who's watching them or policing what they use as their criteria for banning people. Like, is it some is it posted somewhere where it says that you know if you post anything offensive or anything that's considered you know fake or bullying type of behavior, then we're going to ban you. But I guess who's who's policing the the, the people policing everybody? Right. It's mine. My concern. Okay. True, true. Thank you, man. We Hello, gotta have police this? for the police. Nick. Good morning. Hey, we're talking about Facebook banning people from their platform. What do you think? I think Facebook has every right to ban, you know, Farrakhan, whoever they want. You know, it's, it's, their, it's their platform. They can say what they want. It's their business. Um, for me, it's, I, I agree with Charlamagne. You should ban certain ideas and things like that if they want to do that. But who's going to censor that? If I get on there and say, you know, the real Jews are black, according to the Bible, then they may censor what I say as fake speech or, you know, hate speech. Because yeah. they don't disagree. So they have their own bias. So at the end of the day, 
the message is going to go out. It's whether they ban them from Facebook or not, they're only going to draw more attention to what those people are talking about because they want to ban them from Facebook. So as, and they, they can do what they want. It means nothing. Farrakhan, he has to choose from what he speaks. And you know what? Hey, let them do what they want. You know, if Mark Zuckerberg, whatever his name is, you know, a white man, he's going to ban anything that a black man has to say that uplifts our people at the end of the day. So, hey, let them do what they want. Yeah, and, and Farrakhan going to be fine, okay? Farrakhan was along way before there was a social media. Absolutely. <laughs> right? Well, what's the moral of the story? The moral of the story for me, man, is, is, is if you truly believe in freedom of speech, then you have to believe in freedom of speech for views you don't like. Like, oh. it's really just that simple. But once again, Facebook has the absolute right to ban whoever they want because they are a private company. The rules of the First Amendment do not apply when it comes to... To Facebook. Absolutely. All right. Now, Yee, we got rumors on the way? Yes, we'll be talking about Charlemagne. He's got a brand new show. It's a series. And he'll tell you all about it, and we have a clip from it. All right. We'll get into that next. Keep it locked. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. The Breakfast Club. It's time. She's spilling the tea. This is The Rumor Report with Angela Yee on The Breakfast Club. Yes, and we're keeping it positive here. <laughs> Charlemagne has his Emerging Hollywood series, and his first guest was Trevor Noah. Mm-hmm. You know him from The Daily Show, and you guys were talking about immigration, reparations, representation, all of that, right, Charlemagne? Yes. <coughs> oh, Great right. conversation with my South African You are right? Trevor Noah. <laughs> all right, well, we do have a clip. One thing that people take for granted with Donald Trump is that he is brilliant at acknowledging problems. Really? His solutions are trash. He, he doesn't hide that, the, that there is a problem. For instance, like, no one liked it when he went and said, hey, guys, in Belgium and in France, they've got something bubbling up there. I mean, the people were like, ah, Trump is just, you're just talking trash. And then, all of a sudden, you saw immigrants that were involved in attacks, and people were like, oh, we didn't know this. And people were like, yeah, this is a big thing in the community. How did we not know? And I think it's because a lot of the time we choose to ignore things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can go watch that full interview right now on uh, YouTube, on The Hollywood Reporter's YouTube channel. All right, and John Singleton, his uh, show Snowfall, Legion, and Baskets all get summer premiere dates on FX. So uh, following his passing, they are going to have season three of Snowfall coming back. And everything is still happening on schedule. The fourth of um, The fourth season of Baskets premieres June 13th. Uh, Legion will kick off its third and final season June 24th. And Snowfall will actually start on July 10th. All right, and there's also a show, a movie coming on Marshawn Lynch on his media silent protests. Okay. Yes, and the official trailer was released yesterday. Oh, is it a documentary or actual movie? Yes, it's a a documentary. Oh, okay, okay, okay. okay. It's called Lynch, A History. No, no, that's a terrible title because I would look at that. It sounds like a lynching. I would think that was about slavery. I'm not even going to lie. My goodness. Right, so that trailer is available now. And Curtis Blow, here's an update. We told you before he had to have heart surgery. Well, fortunately, it was a success. He posted, hello, my family and friends. The surgery was a tremendous success. Praise God. Thank you, everyone, for your prayers and well wishes. And for all you True Religion fans, they are making a comeback. Do you guys like True Religion? Nope. No. (laughs) You never was a True Religion fan? I never had a pair. Two chains. All right. Well, it was really big for a period of time. Between 2007 and 2012, they actually made uh, $490 million just in 2013 alone, by the way. And um, it was a a huge brand for a period of time. So now they're making a comeback. They are going to have some new things happening. So guess what? True Religion's back. Okay. 
All right. Well, I'm Angela Yee, and that is your rumor report. All right. Thank you, Miss Yee. Yes, no problem. Shout out to Logic. He dropped a new song with Eminem on it, too, by the way. I'm surprised that our, our produ- one of our producers, he's a huge Logic fan, and I thought he would be the first one up on it, but um, he wasn't. It's called Homicide, by the way, if you want to hear it. Okay. All right. Well, shout out to Revolt. Revolt, we'll see you guys on Monday. Everybody uh-huh. else, the People's Choice Mix is up next. Get your request in. It's The Breakfast Club. Good morning. Morning, everybody. It's DJ Envy, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. We have a special guest in the building. She's back. Yes. Miss Shanti Das. Hey. Welcome back. Thank you. It's good to be back. Silence to shame. Yes. yes. Uh, it is Mental Health Awareness Month, mm-hmm. but uh, Silence to Shame actually has their own day. Mm-hmm. What, what, what was it, the 7th? It's May 5th. 5th. May Same 5th. day okay. as Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. But you know, before you take your shot, we need y'all to silence the shame. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about silence to shame. What is, what is that day? What does it mean to you? And how can people help celebrate, support? Yeah, so Silence to Shame Day is an opportunity for everybody nationwide to talk about mental health awareness. Um, the organization started in 2016. And in 2017, I just came up with this idea. I was like, let me just create a little graphic and see if my friends will post. Mm-hmm. 90 million impressions later. Wow. In one day. So we had a people from like Candy Burris, Big Boy, a lot of my peeps in the A posting. And so... After we got all of that recognition, I was like, maybe we should turn this into a real day. So we applied to the National Day Register. You know how you got like National Pizza Day, right. National Popcorn Day. And they accepted us. Wow. So last year in 2018, it became official. So Congrats. That's why you were here last year, right? Yeah, exactly. Um, promoting it last year. And what we did was we utilized the opportunity um, for having that type of exposure to raise funds for our organization. Because we're still like a little small foundation, even though I think we do really major work compared to a lot of other advocacy organizations that are just starting out. And so we did a text-a-thon. And we're doing the same thing this year, but on the 4th. So it's kind of like a kickoff. You can either post and donate on May 4th or May 5th. Mm -hmm. Um, And we're going to utilize the funding for all of our programs. Um, But we do community conversations. We've done, like, team mental health tours throughout the country. Um, We partner with Music Cares to do panels around music and mental health. Are you happy that the conversation of mental health is now part of the mainstream I am so happy because I think you know even for me like not even being able to recognize my signs when I was going through my challenges working in the entertainment industry I didn't know what to call depression I recognize the signs and symptoms in myself now but the fact that you see people on television you see athletes like whether it's Kevin Love or DeMar DeRozan Mm -hmm. you know talking about it it's huge and you talking about it every day I mean I know we joked about this last year but Excuse me, we've come such a long way, Mm -hmm. even just in a year. And, you know, I've spoken for organizations like the NBA. I've done work the NFL Players Association. And it seems like every company now wants to incorporate a wellness component. Mm -hmm. And they realize that, you know, their staff, their employees are stressed out. And people don't know how to handle that stress. And they don't have healthy coping mechanisms. And so now more than ever, whether you want to call it wellness, you want to call it mental wellness, brain health, brain wealth, mental health, whatever it is, we got to talk about it. Let's talk about some of the resources that Silence to Shame does offer people for for anybody that might have questions or things that they're dealing with. Absolutely. So um, one of the resources we offer is there's an organization called the Crisis Text Line Organization. And it's a national organization and a lot of advocacy groups have their own keywords. So if you know somebody that's in crisis, they can text the word silence to 741741. It's confidential. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. And you can just you can just text a counselor to be immediately connected to someone and then they will they will place you with a therapist or clinician in your area, which is amazing. Also, I mentioned our podcast. A lot of people just, they need to hear other people's lived experiences and that's what we take pride in with our podcast. And, 
you know, we interview everyday people, clinicians, but we also have interviews up like from Big Crit, um, from Michelle Williams. So sometimes, you know, when people hear other celebrities talking about it, it'll make them want to get the support. So <clears throat> I just want to make sure people are equipped with the tools of learning how to control, you know, your emotions and dealing with your stress and anxiety. Everybody might not have a serious mental illness, but that does not mean that you won't deal with other things Absolutely. that could trigger it. Because people be like, oh, I don't really know a lot about that mental illness. That mental illness, we all got it. Just like you have physical health, you have mental health. It's not some foreign thing that's out in another land or country. Like, learn your body, learn your emotions. Mm -hmm. Your brain is your biggest organ in your body, right? And that controls all of your, you know, your sensory and your emotions. And so understand how you can control that and try to find that zen-like place in your life every day. Also, you know how we all use Google Calendar and you might have... You got to tape the breakfast club and you got a lunch meeting. You got to meet with your publisher. You got to meet with your person. Schedule a meeting with yourself. Damn right. Mm -hmm. Four o'clock. I'm going to take a walk. No matter what. There's a great park in my neighborhood that I love. So I set a meeting with me because some people only work off of their schedule. Mm -hmm. So you need to start setting up meetings with yourself. Right. Well, I'm glad you gave us a lot of tools for people who are listening yeah, to use thank because you thank you. some people are very nervous about trying to approach this. Some people know other people who mm -hmm. might really need some help but aren't going to do that. So let's mm -hmm. just run that down uh, one last time. So if you know somebody, some people feel like it's expensive mm -hmm. and they don't know where to start or how to even go about it. So they get intimidated. Yep. You can go to NAMI.org. If you need to find a therapist in your area, you can text the word crisis. I mean, you can text the word silence to 741-741 if you're in crisis. Um, you can reach out to mentalhealthamerica.net. Um, you can reach out. Um, you can go into therapyforblackgirls.com. Log on and listen to our podcast. We have a, a, a 23 episodes up now that you can listen to that teaches you everything. Um, if you want to meditate, download the app Headspace. It's amazing. Um, there is online therapy available as well. A lot of people mm -hmm. don't know that. You can just Google online therapy, but they'll have like 30-minute sessions. And sometimes that's a good place for people to start if they're afraid to actually talk to someone in person. It's just so many resources out there. And follow us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, we post a lot of helpful information. Um, it's at Silence to Shame. And on Facebook, it's at Silence TH Shame. It's so many resources out there. And hit me, you know, at Shanti Das 404. I do return all of my messages. And well, once again, you. May 4th and May 5th. Yes, May 4th is the Texathon. Uh, we're doing it in Atlanta at the Gathering Spot. Shout out to the Gathering Spot um, from 10 to 3. But everybody can text. Um, you text the word Silence to 707070. Or you can click on our website, www.silenceofshame.com. We have a lot of influencers that are going to be posting. We hope you guys will post mm -hmm. and, and share on your social media and not your Insta stories because we can't track it as a foundation. So please consider posting on your actual Instagram feed. Um, but join us this weekend as, as we celebrate Mental Health Awareness Month and getting people to be okay with not being okay. Well, thank Word. you for joining us. Thank you. Shanti Das. It's The Breakfast Club. JNV, Angela Yee, Charlamagne the Guy. We are The Breakfast Club. All right, now you guys have a great weekend. Shout out to everybody that picked up tickets to my car show again. I so appreciate it. September 7th is the date. Um, and we're going to try to do some in other cities. I'll announce that in a couple of weeks. And also, uh, Charlamagne, you got a positive note? Hey, and I want to salute my man, Bakari Sellers, man, uh, South Carolina Zone. He's going to be on Bill Maher tonight on HBO. So, you know, I'm an avid Bill Wa Bill Maher watcher. So I can't wait to see my guy on Bill Maher tonight. And please go uh, watch that documentary, While I Breathe, I Hope about Bakari Sellers. I'm an executive producer on that. It's available on PBS.org. I right? salute to my guy, Bakari Sellers. Now!
Time for my positive note of the day, uh, and it's the same thing I've been saying all day about censorship. You know, if you truly believe in freedom of speech, then you have to believe in freedom of speech for views you don't like. If you're in favor of freedom of speech, that means you're in favor of freedom of speech precisely for views you despise. That is from Noam Komsky. Breakfast Club, bitches! Are y'all finished or y'all done?